Hey guys, welcome back to another Bradish Podcast episode with your girls, Naya and Z. Um, life update, see? None. None? Everything's yeah. the same as it was two weeks ago? <laughs> Why are you saying it like there's something you want me to say? <laughs> Nothing new's happened. What, what new has happened for you that you think I need nothing, to be alert? Nothing new has happened with you, Izia? Because I think something new has happened. I think you've been dilly-dallying in some market. Oh, my stocks? I put You're like so 500. full of shit! <laughs> I have money invested in the stock market. You don't know my life. Oh, well, like, so I guess Nyla's talking about, I have this Tinder account now that I use when I get bored tinder is so fun no one told me how fun tinder was y'all buy us we should do an episode on tinder because I have a lot of questions about the things that y'all be putting in these bios but literally I just it's like a book before bed it's like before I go to sleep I'll just go on tinder and I'll just like read through bios and I'm like interesting that's fucking weird I think you belong in a mental hospital and then like after I've like read my fill of bios I just go to sleep yeah, so she doesn't actually message back any of the people that message her. No. But she's having a grand old time on that fucking I'm, app. So. I'm having a grand time. I just want someone to take me out to dinner that doesn't seem like a psychopath so I can get free food. That's it. I but the weather is the too men, cold for that. Some of the men on Tinder are so strange, though. Um, like, the men that get... The one that... We, you remember we were talking yesterday? The guys that get on Tinder just to insult women? And I can yeah. never understand what the reason the reasoning behind it could be but I digress wait um do I have any life updates I mean I'm back stateside so I guess that's an update um yeah that's it um I left them um once again and I'm back in AZ for a bit for more than a bit but yeah um that's it anyways so this is the second last, the penultimate episode in the relationship miniseries. We've had a pretty good run. Solid four episode miniseries, love that for And today we are going to be talking about um, some relationship dynamics that I don't know are entirely new um, generationally, but are, I think, a bit more prevalent or you see or hear a bit more about them in more recent generation so I'm not saying that our parents weren't dilly-dallying all over the place because they were you know they were out here doing drugs back in their day and wilding and going to fruit neck so I never think that they have any moral high ground to stand upon but I do know that like a lot of the people that I've had these conversations with are people that exist within um our generation like gen z millennials that kind of age range that participate in these kinds of relationship dynamics so today we're going to be talking about we're going to be having the great monogamy versus polyamory debate although I'm not sure that it's a debate because I think that Z and I have some more views on it but we're just gonna be talking about it a bit um so Z do you want to start off about your um, general um, feelings about it feelings about it oh yeah I mean I feel like what Nyla was saying is true. I think the word you were kind of looking for is that this idea of polyamory and 
more complex relationship dynamics has become a lot more mainstream, um, a lot more in line with current pop culture. Um, so I feel like nowadays you'll rarely talk to someone who doesn't have a, some sort of idea of what it is. Their perception could be wrong, but they mm-hmm. still like they're familiar with the terms that you're talking about. Um, I know for me personally, I definitely kind of gravitate more towards the stance of whatever works for you so I really don't care I feel like what people do and I don't think I could say that I have a preference in the sense that I think one relationship dynamic is better than the other I think Mm -hmm. there are some people who come to who like I will hear talking about wanting to be in I think more non-traditional relationship styles and like I'll hear them talk about it and I kind of laugh because I'm like bitch you need to be monogamous like there's just no this yeah whatever you think is about to happen in this other relationship is not it's not what you think it is but I think outside of that um I'm pretty neutral I'm neutral on a lot of things but I'm pretty neutral on this okay Well, I kind of agree with you. I think people should do what they think is best for them. I think you do what floats your boat, you know, what you're most comfortable with. I agree with that in most facets of life. And granted, there are going to be things that kind of push your boundaries and you might not know how you feel about them initially. So you might do some exploration. Um, But I, I say all that to say just because somebody does something that you might not necessarily agree with doesn't make what they're doing wrong, per se. And so I feel as though sometimes when you're having this conversation, the people, or I don't want to generalize, but sometimes when you're having this conversation with people, the people who are monogamous tend to be very, feel very strongly about monogamy in general and have like this kind of very aggy attitude towards polyamory. And I think a lot of that stems from the perception of polyamory. A lot of people think it's just this way to have a lack of accountability within your relationships. And I think that that really begs the question, why is it that you see polyamory as that? Because there's so many ways in which a polyamorous relationship can exist, you know? So yeah, but we, or I love, we love definitions on this, albeit they're not always the de facto correct definitions, politically correct definitions, but We do love definitions on this podcast. So I did our usual Urban Dictionary research in quotation marks. And this is what came up for polyamory. So the polyamory is the practice or state or ability of having more than one sexual loving relationship at the same time with the full knowledge and consent of all partners involved. And then the second one says a form of relationship involving more than two people. The relationships may be symmetrical, like a triangle or something more complex. The relationships may also be open or closed, straight, gay, or a mixture. So, personally, well, I have been in a polyamorous relationship, let's start there, because we always give context on this podcast as well. So, I have been in a polyamorous relationship, and Zia has not been any, in any relationship. So, you know, um, be that as it may. But, um, I don't know that I particularly enjoy the first definition that Urban Dictionary provides because the the first definition, the key words are 
the keyword in that definition or the keywords are sexual loving, right? And not every subset of the relationships that go on within a polyamorous relationship dynamic are sexual relationships. And so I feel like when you have these conversations with people, they generally think that polyamory means that everybody's just fucking and sucking. And that's not always what's going on, you know? And sometimes it is. And that's not to say that um, it isn't sometimes just that people are fucking and sucking, but I don't think that that's all that ever goes on. So I remember a couple months ago, I was asking you guys, on my personal Instagram, how y'all felt about the whole monogamy, polyamory type dynamic for relationships. And so before I even got into monogamy as a definition or polyamory as a definition, I didn't provide any definitions. I just kind of wanted to know what your instinctual thoughts were when you heard the words monogamy and polyamory. So I first asked if you guys are in relationships, and some of you are and some of you are not. It was a kind of 50-50 split. Not quite 50, it was like 49-51. But, um, and then I asked, are your relationships polyamorous or monogamous? And 92% of you had monogamous relationships, which was unsurprising to me just because I feel like generally people in our generation date and they might date multiple people at the same time or talk to multiple people at the same time. But then when they actually get down to like the nitty gritty, I am in a relationship with you part, they do the whole like territorial lock it down thing. I've seen that quite a bit actually um, on girls and guys. And like, it's not, you when I think when you hear territorial, you think that it's a guy being like super possessive of his girlfriend, but I've seen some girls do some crazy shit so um but yeah unsurprisingly 92 percent of you guys had or are in monogamous relationships and then I wanted to get away I wanted to get away a little from what kind of relationship you were in and what kind of relationship you'd be open to being in and so I asked if you guys be open to being in polyamorous relationships and 73 percent of you all said fuck no 73% of y'all said, nah, over my dead body. (laughs) And so I asked for your thoughts on polyamorous relationships. And you guys were wilding. Um, A lot of people said, I'm selfish. Couldn't do it. I get jealous too fast good for people who can share but I'm not one of those and everything that was speaking against polyamorous relationships was kind of like that same along that same line of thinking and so I think it begs the question why do you think that displaying and you can tell me how you feel about the z before I continue but my question is why do you think that displaying um, and manifesting your such like high levels of jealousy in your relationships are okay because realistically <laughs> no and it's not that people it's not that you're not allowed to be jealous like people get jealous it's a human emotion um 
at least from my standpoint, it's a human emotion. But you get jealous in all facets of your life, not just relationships or not just relationally or romantic, romantic in your romantic relationships. Um, you might get jealous if you feel like your parents are favoring your sibling over you. You might get jealous if your friends are hanging out with each other more than they're hanging out with you. You might get jealous if you feel that something you deserved at work went to somebody else. And in all of those situations, you don't do anything. You don't act on that jealousy because in the back of your mind, you know that shit is crazy. But then when it comes to your partner, you think, oh, yeah, this is my time to piss on my territory. Like, I'm totally allowed to be openly jealous here. Um, I don't know, because I kind of I do understand kind of like the argument that you're making. Um, and I don't want to say that it's necessarily that I disagree with your stance, but I, I feel like monogamy is such like a part of our society. We are not taught to be anything, I think, but selfish with our partner. And I feel like, cause you, I think you could be selfish with your partner in a sense and it not necessarily be something that toxic or like you could have jealousy in a relationship and you'd be able to work that out normally as a couple but that still not mean that you're opening open to like a polyamorous relationship I think jealousy is not like the whole factor in whether or not like to me like if you are saying that you couldn't be in a polyamorous relationship because like you are easily like a jealous person I don't necessarily know if that's like a bad thing. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So when I talk about jealousy, I'm not saying that de facto, if you aren't jealous, you should be in a polyamorous relationship. Like polyamorous relationships aren't for everybody and they shouldn't be for everybody. Like you do what works best for you and your partner. Like that should be a decision that you make together about what relationship dynamic best serves you. I'm just saying if your only reason for being in a monogamous relationship like and because I was asking people I was asking people why are you in a monogamous relationship like why do you think you couldn't be in a polyamorous relationship like why are you so adverse to them and there were a lot of people that gave a lot of other reasons about why they couldn't be in a polyamorous relationship but then there were some people whose sole reason was I'm selfish or I'm jealous and I don't think that even if you weren't selfish, like you should be in a polyamorous relationship. I'm just saying, if that is your sole reason, don't you think that that jealousy is something that you should question? Even if you're not questioning it for the sake of being in a polyamorous relationship, like you should still ask yourself why you're so okay with, you know, being like such a jealous person and like letting that jealousy manifest itself within your relationships. I guess I'm like struggling to see I think maybe like the correlation between the two I believe that they are maybe like interconnected but I don't believe that if jealousy is your sole reason for not wanting to be in a polyamorous relationship that necessarily means that there is some soul searching that you need to do like within yourself about figuring out like your jealousy or if it's like from a place of insecurity even though it's quite possible that it it really is But I think that almost feel like the opposite. I think that if you know yourself as a person and you can acknowledge within yourself, like, hey, like, I, for me personally, when it comes to relationships, I, the idea of like sharing a partner, like I 
see myself as a jealous person. I am someone who not who wants to monopolize their time like romantically and like even I feel like friendship. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say because I get I get the point that you're trying to make. I think there's I think the point I'm trying to make. I think there's levels to this shit. I think yeah. there's levels to this shit. I think I don't it disagree. is. I think it's completely possible for you to have jealousy in your relationship and that mean it romantically and that is not to say that all polyamorous relationships are romantic because they are not um Mm -hmm. but I think that it is okay for you to have that sort of jealousy and be like all right my man really I'm not down with him being in a romantic relationship with anyone but me I think the part where it gets a little bit more tricky is when we're talking about your man has to be your best friend. I'm sorry, I don't believe yeah, in that. When your man, like, when you were trying to um, limit the type of friends that, like, your man can have, yeah. whether that be the types of guys, even the type, more specifically if you're talking about women, the types of mm-hmm. women he's friends with, I think it can also, like, fall into the types of male friends that he has as well. Um, I think when it kind of gets to that part um of that dynamic that's where I would kind of look in and be like hey girl you don't want to monopolize you want to have monopoly in like your kind of like romantic relationships that's pretty normal as for society as what we kind of set forward that's kind of what we're taught when you're growing up you're taught that this is your one partner you're in through it thick and thing so I think a lot of it is just learned regular behavior when it comes to jealousy and Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why I think it's more or less okay. I think on the flip side, when it comes to polyamory, I think the argument that you usually hear is that monogamy is, like I was saying, a learned behavior. It is. Polyamory is more instinctual. And that if we were to redefine the boundary society and not have the church because I think usually the idea of monogamy is a very western um, concept that comes from like the white man and the church the idea is if we did not have that type of influence you know we would all be in polyamorous relationships because it's or in some level of polyamory because Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have had that outside influence and I remember I was watching a video from Jadena I actually don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name, but that's how I have always said it. And no one has corrected me, so we're just going to go with it. And he kind of shared this video because he's actually, I don't know if he's currently in a polyamorous relationship, but Mm -hmm. uh, he did identify himself as being polyamorous. And he kind of uploaded this text from a book that he had been reading that kind of talked about like basically what I was saying that if you look in the animal kingdom, you see... It's not a naturally... Monogamy is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. Right. Monogamy is not a naturally occurring phenomenon Phenomenon throughout the animal kingdom. If mm-hmm. you are one of these people who wants to separate humans from the rest of the animals, this is not this is not going to work for you because this is the explanation that I'm going to base off this off of, that we yeah. are all part of the animal kingdom. So you can skip right over this if this, is, is, this isn't what you want to hear. Um, but if we are to go by that, those defining characteristics, those rules, it makes human nature, the idea of monogamy, it makes, we are the outliers, we're the outliers, um, mm-hmm. we are the thing that doesn't really make sense. So 
if jealousy is a learned behavior um, and monogamy is a learned behavior, why are we so opposed as a society to like polyamory? Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I, I think I've watched the video that you're talking about. Um, but, and so I think when I start having these conversations about monogamy and polyamory and just varying relationship dynamics, people are always, always assuming that I'm just like this spokesperson for polyamory and that I think that it's this thing that everybody should do. And I really don't. Um, so I just want you guys to keep that in mind when you're listening to this podcast like I don't particularly think that polyamory is for everybody or that it fits every single person's relationship dynamic um I think you do what's best for you and so I'm not currently in a polyamorous relationship I quite like my relationship the way it is without the polyamory and I'm cool with that um but also I've been in a polyamorous relationship I've been in more than one polyamorous relationship um and so I can understand the the argument for both of them you know and so I had asked you guys to explain your thoughts on polyamory and there were a couple people who even though it wasn't something they agreed with they were still open to having like these more in-depth conversations as opposed to it being like this total generalized write-off statement and so I particularly enjoyed this one conversation with this guy where he was saying that you know, they aren't for everyone. And I like being in relationships and building because for me, a relationship is foundational. Like I'm building towards marriage and having a home and kids together. And I'd also want to give my kids two strong parents who are together, which is something that I didn't have growing up. So for me, it would cause too much chaos to be in a poly relationship. And then he said, you might, if you were going to do that, you might as well just be best friends having casual sex. And then he said, if I'm being ignorant, let me know. And I was like, you know what? I can completely appreciate a person who voices their opinion, but are open to hearing the opinions of other people. And then I was saying, so basically, I want to start off by saying two things. One, I agree that they aren't for everyone. And two, I think that there's this stigma that polyamory is only about sex. And it isn't. I've been in poly relationships. um, And I'm going to explain to you how that particular relationship dynamic worked for that relationship because it changes based on the relationship that you're in and the person that you're with and I was saying that I think with our generation we've done this thing where we've made it out to be as though one person needs to be your everything and it's kind of dangerous like your boyfriend shouldn't be or your girlfriend your partner shouldn't be your best friend and your only family and your only friend and like your partner and your you know like the the whole homie lover friend vibe that R. Kelly had going on it's cute for songs but it's not equitable realistically like it doesn't make sense to apply that to a real life situation and so I was saying that I think a lot of people go into their relationships expecting their partners to be their end-all be-all which is a bit dangerous 
And poly relationships don't necessarily mean that you're out whoring and touring. All it really means is that you get to work through and experiment with your partner about the perfect rules and dynamics for your relationship. Some people are in poly relationships and they don't have sex with other people, but they do spend time in a romantic sense with other people. And it doesn't take away from the connection that you have with your partner or your primary partner. It just lets you explore while being completely honest with the person that you're with. And it puts an even greater emphasis on communication so that you're constantly checking in with your partner about where you stand and any progressions and if you want to keep being open or not. Because at any given time in a polyamorous relationship or an open relationship, you could say, you know, I want to close this off. And you that's a conversation that can be had. And so I was saying that open just means being open to finding out what works best for you, not necessarily having a whole set of sexual partners and I was asking him if that made sense to him. And he was saying that kind of because there aren't many people he's met who sit down and communicate what they're feeling well enough. And the issue at hand is communication, but he def- he'd definitely be open to um, that with the right person or persons. And then he said he does have very close relationships, people who, would he, who he would consider his friends who give him um some very emotional support and in terms of romance you can do that to a certain level but why would I do something sexual with someone else if I have my girlfriend um and and then he was saying I should and wouldn't be I shouldn't I wouldn't be with the person if I'm not happy with them sexually romantically or emotionally and that communication is a plays a key role and he does understand that nothing's perfect and you want to work on it but why stick around if there could be something better and then he asked if I was working towards getting married and having kids. Um, and I was like, mm. I think that asking if I'm currently working towards like getting married and having kids and like settling down isn't like applicable to this particular conversation just because my current relationship is a polyamorous relationship. Um, but in the scenario that it worked for, like in the past with that relationship, um, I was very happy with the person that I was with and we were compatible. But I was also like in a space in my life where I was working through some things and I didn't feel as though it needed to be his sole responsibility to shoulder the things that I was going through. And the reason it all came up in the first place was because I had met this girl and we'd made like a really good connection. And by the time we were finished hanging out, um, even though I hadn't cheated on him, or like nothing had happened, it kind of felt that way because the connection was just like so instantaneous and it was really strong, even though nothing physical happened. And he and I had a very open and honest conversation about it and we discussed it a lot and created a concept that worked for us. And we're always very honest with each other. Um, and I've even like had sat down and had conversations with him about some of my experiences with her and vice versa and that worked for us. And then I said, I don't want to convert people into being in poly relationships. I just want people to be able to pull from some of the concepts as it relates to communication and openness because the entire foundation of a poly relationship is honesty. Um, yeah, so. Um, and then he was basically saying that he never thought of it the way that I was saying it. So it gave him some new perspective and yeah. I don't know. What I thought was kind of interesting was him talking about um, marriage and children. And like it kind of gave me very much that polyamory is something that you do in the temporary kind of vibes, but yeah. it's not something that you do for long term. 
And I think that's just like one of those things where like society has like conditioned you to think that like the family mm-hmm. dynamic can only exist in like this one form. Like it gave me very much to like like a homosexual couple cannot raise a, ca- a kid yeah because something's missing like out of the household it gave me very much like that dynamic and I thought it was very interesting because like there are polyamorous couples who like have children and their children grow up in the home exactly everything is fine and for them it's quote unquote normal um whatever that means because normal is normal is relative you know what I mean what it means for you and I think it's very interesting how we grow, how we think that like family dynamics that are outside of the heteronormative sense, why we think like heteronormative yeah, why yeah. we think that's damaging to a child's psyche. And I definitely see we should have known adults, like a child psychologist or something, because I actually would definitely really like to kind of explore that as a topic when it comes to these things because I feel like me personally the only responsibility parents have as parents is to raise like well-rounded tolerant children well-adjusted children well-adjusted tolerant children and everything else is up to the child like a child is going to form their identity whether that be sexual whether that just be personality um Mm -hmm gender all of that thing like that's kind of up to the child to decide and like your job as like a parent is to kind of give them that space to be able to be who you who they are and then all of course all of the monetary kind of contributions to that um sort of thing so if that and for me maybe like for for other people it's different but if yeah. you're going off of this definition that raising a child is only kind of like making sure that they are growing up in like a well-stable home and that they are able to explore who they are as a person and we raise them to make them tolerant, loving people, independent as well, because, you know, mm-hmm. can't be 35 and like you can't find for yourself out here. That's just asking for trouble. Um, then why do we feel like only heteronormative cisgender couples are capable of doing that? Especially when we see across the board the many ways that that goes wrong in everyday society all of the time. Exactly. Um, so it's just know, kind of something was, that sticks out to me. When I was talking to him, I didn't want to dive into the whole marriage and kids conversation because that never goes well with people who have heteronormative ideals um and that's not to say that you shouldn't have a conversation with somebody just because it's going to be uncomfortable but you know like if we're having a a conversation about polyamory I really don't want to be talking to you on my Instagram DMs for the next two hours as you spiral because I tell you that a polyamorous couple could raise a child and it would be fine right and then I also um, hesitant to I'm also always hesitant to speak on um, the concept of raising children in general because it's not something that one I have any experience in and two like I haven't figured out how or if I want to do it so then I right. never think it's my place to be like well blah, 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 whatever so I just kind of leave that alone um, 
but there were a couple people who said some things that I I thought I when I read the comments I said you know these are people who kind of understand like the standpoint that I personally take on polyamory where it's less um about you know trying to accumulate like less less a stereotypical thought process that goes along with polyamory about trying to accumulate as many sexual partners um as possible with no accountability and more about you know the fact that it could provide you with different things that you might not even realize that you could be provided with so one girl said that I think that poly relationships are something that should be more common and her reasoning was we tend to love our partners and want to be with our partners which is why we're with them but we still have feelings for other people that are either fleeting or not nearly as strong as those that we have we share with our significant other and then the concept of monogamy prevents us from ever exploring the capabilities of those connections um and I thought that that was an interesting way to phrase it and I wasn't mad at it at all and then um somebody also said that People, are, people tend to be more transparent and honest about their feelings in poly relationships. But then somebody said something which I wasn't sure how I felt about. And they said that with poly relationships, all three people must be at an equal place to, for it to work. And there can't be one significant person. And my first issue with that was that you said all three people. And a poly relationship dynamic isn't necessarily confined to only three people. So that was my first issue with that. And then my second issue was there are definitely poly relationships where people have a primary partner. Like that's the person they live with, the person they're married to, you know, the person that they go home to and are spending their lives with. And then everybody else is secondary. So I wasn't sure that I feel like that dynamic that they were, um, referring to is a specific subset of polyamory that exists called a triangle and so in triangles you know or a thruple everybody kind of bears equal weight but I don't think that every polyamorous relationship exists in that kind of setting and so I wasn't sure that I or I'm very sure that I don't agree with that no it reminds me of something that I was listening to and this um this woman was documenting kind of like her experiences of being in a polyamorous relationship and she is a married woman and she has a separate partner Mm -hmm. um, outside of like her husband. I don't remember. I don't think her husband has another partner. I think she just has this other one guy and how the relationship works is that for all intents and purposes, all of the marriage things that you kind of think of that are associated with marriage, like she does with her husband yeah. And this other guy that she sees, she spends time with him because there are things that she wants to do that her husband doesn't want Does to do. Not, yeah. They don't share the, these common instruments. Like she was very passionate, I think, about like art and going to like shows and like being a part of like that community that's like goes to the opera and goes to museums mm-hmm. and all of those things. And like her husband was just, this wasn't about it. Like he, he couldn't get it together. And I think yeah. that was really interesting because I think we talk about compromise a lot in relationships. And I feel like the 
natural response for some people would have been, you know, well, your wife likes to do this, but even though you don't like to do it, you should still go out with her and entertain it every once in a while because, you know, it's going to make her happy in relationships and relationships are about compromise. And you mm-hmm. know what? Fair. And in their relationship, I'm sure that there are occasions that the husband does go out with her and they go to maybe like an opera or they go to a dinner and a show and they do interesting kind of like artsy kind of things like that. But I think for me, like for me personally, I don't care what no one says. When you're compromising, it is not going to be as enjoyable for your partner as exactly. it will be to experience those oh things gosh. with someone who all the time <laughs> who genuinely has like an interest, has like the debates aren't going to be as passionate, like the discussion isn't going to be as deep. Exactly. Like, and that's applicable to that's applicable to anything. That's applicable to like your interests like your personal interests that's applicable to like your work interests that's applicable to your sexual interests oh my gosh so (laughs) the idea of pegging is this big phenomenon on tiktok right now with the gen z girls all the gen z girls are like i want to peg my boyfriend um i want to put something in his ass and do you girl like you know if you want to put something in your boyfriend's ass put something in your boyfriend's ass you know but Imagine trying to put something in your boyfriend's ass and he doesn't want anything in his ass. Like, right? you have no consent there. So even if at some point, it, even if, you know, you hounded him about it, like what guys usually do when their girlfriends don't want to do something. Which is um, trash. Even if you hounded him about it and eventually he agreed um, very begrudgingly, neither of you would enjoy it nearly as much as if he was enthusiastically, you know, wanting you to put something in his ass right so I just yeah there's this girl um who I don't know if she still has a YouTube presence I don't honestly I honestly don't know what she'd be doing on social media anymore because she's a little problematic so I never keep up with her shit Mm. but she did have some cool insights on the whole idea of polyamory and monogamy and just monogamish and open relationships and you know because it's a spectrum relationships are relational dynamics are a spectrum the same way that sexuality is a spectrum or whatever else um her name is shambudi um and if you guys are interested in this you know conversation topic like in doing any outside research, then I would suggest you guys watch some of her videos. You can just like Google it or YouTube it. We search it on YouTube and her stuff should pop up. Just like type in Shambudi versus monogamy or Shambudi versus polyamory or whatever. And you'll see some stuff pop up. But yeah, I just, I, I that relationship dynamic with um that you were just talking about with the woman and her husband and then the outside man, I, yeah that makes sense to me and so that's why I was saying you know people tend to think that polyamory is founded entirely on the basis of you know sexual proclivities but like you could have a romantic connection with somebody and it could just be stemmed from like a mutual love of food you know like and then also like it could be that it doesn't necessarily stem from anything other than the fact that you can have like very specific particular conversations uh, with this person that you might not necessarily have with your partner and that's okay like and so for some people that exists 
in the form of their friends, you know. Some people are intellectually stimulated enough by their friends that they're like, I don't need the extra, like, it's my friends and we're good and it's my partner and we're good and that's it. Like, I'm set. I'm comfortable in my life. And then for some people, it's that, you know, it's my partner and I have my friends, yes, but this person stimulates me in a way that, you know, breeds feelings that I've never had for anybody else and I don't plan to explore it outside of you know just us maybe going to dinner once a month and enjoying each other's company um, which is kind of how it started out for me and the girl um, that I was interested in outside of like my ex so him and I were together and we had a grand old time but her and I just connected like on a spiritual level and we'd see each other I didn't see her consistently um but she'd visit me and I'd visit her and uh, I saw her maybe like two times a month and for the two times a month that I saw her we had a blast and yeah and everybody was like oh but like would you be okay if your boyfriend was seeing somebody else and I was like he was seeing somebody else too like <laughs> what like what do you mean bitch I have the documentation yeah so I don't know I I'm less an advocate for polyamory like I'm less oh people should be in polyamory relationships like oh, monogamy is forced and unnatural. Like, I don't care about any of that. I just, in general, I think the stereotypes that we attach to certain actions, and it's not just as it relates to polyamory and monogamy, like people do it with, um, you, there's stereotypes attached to black people, there's stereotypes attached to gay people. Like, I think the stereotypes and the stigmas that we walk through life with are damaging. And if people would be more okay with letting go of those stereotypes and just, you know, collecting more information or being more open to having different point of views presented then life would be supremely easier and it would be a lot easier for us to be able to understand each other than if we decided that we were so set in our ways and polyamory versus monogamy is just one way to look at it but there's so many things um that we've amassed um so many ideologies that we've like held close to our hearts that based on like where we exist within society or what we've been exposed to and that's what makes it so hard for us to see things from other people's points of view yeah so I definitely agree on what you with what you were saying and I think media once again just is such a driving factor with how we see things and what we identify things with because I feel like a lot of people the idea of polyamory was introduced through like TLC shows like Sister Wives mm-hmm. with like all of those like crazy yeah but like this crazy dynamic with like yeah. this man with like all of these women and like they're actually I think they're actually sisters I don't remember oh, if that was just like a fun a cute name they yeah, like, I don't remember if it was, like, a, just a cute name or if they were actually sisters. I don't remember. And, like, they were all living in this house. And it was supposed to, like, quote-unquote show, like, how I think in this case when it's a man with many wives, it's polygamy, right? So, yeah. like, this idea of, like, polygamy and, like, how that dynamic works. Um, and, of course, because it's TLC and you have to sell television, the show is very dramatic there's a lot of fights there's a lot of like arguments and like that you're seeing all of the time and how could anyone if that is your first introduction to like polygamy or a polyamorous relationship 
how could you then if that is your introduction grow up and think that that is some sort of like healthy dynamic or how could you grow up and think that that is anything but multiple we- multiple women fighting for the attention of one man when that's how we present that's how we present it to society mm-hmm. um so I think a lot of the hangups that happen are like these negative stereotypes that we've been introduced to. Um, I think like another one is that when we think of polyamory or polygamy, because it really is like polygamy when we're talking about polyamory. Polyamory is, polygamy is when you're married. Right, but I'm saying like in the sense that- Because the government doesn't let you marry multiple Right. But- Polygamy is the um, the equivalent of marriage, like vow- right. What I'm saying is that society introduced it to people that we think that polygamy is polyamory. That's what I mean. Not that they're like the same thing. So, like, if that is your introduction to it, and then all of the introductions are negative. Because the other, I feel like, super negative one was, of course, when oh, we were talking ooh, about... Ooh, wait, so I looked it up just now. Um, Did you look it up? Polygamy is when multiple people are, are married to each other. Um, and essentially, you know, the difference between, like, polyamory and polygamy and an open relationship is that when you're in an open relationship, you do before you ask. Right. And when you're in a polyamorous or a polygamous relationship you ask before you do before you do a conversation is had you don't just pop up and say oh by the way I fucked this person um or I went on a date with this person and then if it's one man and multiple women it's polygyny polygyny yeah like p-o-l-y-g-y-n-y and if it's I can't pronounce if that word. It, yeah, I can't pronounce it either. And if it's one woman, woman. or husbands, it's polyandry. Okay, I remember polyandry. Polyandry. I wonder if I can like get them to like say say it. the word. Yes, tell me Google. But yeah, so replace polygamy with poly whatever word we're going to try and figure out how to pronounce this word. Polygyny polygyny hey Rena. okay so replace um uh, oh my god what was the word po- it's so funny yes re- yes replace yes replace that with polygyny mm-hmm. and that's what i'm talking about yeah, so like that's the thing but tlc those tlc shows like sister wives represented polygyny as polygamy and they're right. not the same thing right which is which is the issue so like when that is like your introduction it's no wonder that when we're talking about it as like an actual not like an actual but when we're talking that as like this an act as a viable choice to live your life that is healthy I feel like that's the reason why it's so difficult for like many people to get behind it because media and tv loves drama drama selves hey this is different from what we usually do let's add 20 different like levels of drama let's put that on top of it and let's sell it to the public and that's how we kind of end up in the situations that we end up in so i feel like we in a sense almost overcomplicate what 
polyamory could be because like what you were saying polyamory could be something as simple as you having a boyfriend who hates the opera who hates art but you love everything else about him and you find this guy who you find quote-unquote attractive Mm -hmm. and uh, he loves like art he loves ballet he loves theater so you're like I'm gonna have my boyfriend and I'm gonna have this guy who I get my fulfillment of art through my my art buddy my art soulmate you found your art soulmate (laughs) and then you have your regular boyfriend and like it could be something as simple as that and it doesn't need to be this I think big life-changing thing where like you have to sit everybody down there needs to be an in-depth conversation like you have to have that with your partner you don't have to have a conversation with your boyfriend about the fact that you're going to be going on dates with him but I mean you don't have to like explain it to like like people outside of your relationship it doesn't need to be this big sit down like mom dad let me tell you this is Brandon but this is Michael and like I don't think it needs to be like this but I also I also think that like granted like your parents know about your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or whatever but aside and like your friends know who your partner is but realistically speaking your fucking relationship is nobody's business but yours and your partner's so if you and your partner are seeing other people I don't understand why it should be like a topic of contention for your friends like right none of their business and the only time I could see it arising is because everybody's in everybody's business so your man might be out for coffee with a bitch and one of your and your friend might be like yeah your man's cheating on you and then you you. explain to your friend that no um we have a that's Kayla right yeah that's Kayla that's my home girl they're on a date yeah he's like and and you're like yeah um he's not cheating on me that's Kayla and she comes over for dinner every Saturday like we're cool and yeah and then you have to you your friends don't understand that so then you either choose to explain or you don't but yeah I really think that I think my issue generally speaking with people and relationships these days like especially as of late is that people make their relationships into this thing that affects the whole tribe like there's no need for every single one of your friends to have an opinion on or be involved in your relationship like there are two people that know my shit and generally speaking y'all don't even know my shit until after it's passed like Y'all now know that you need to hate my ex because he was an asshole when we were dating. And like, granted, some of y'all, like Mary, thought so while we were still dating because she got bad vibes. Um, But, you know, it comes up now or it it came up after we broke up because obviously we broke up and I would have told you guys that we broke up and you guys would have been like, okay, yeah, big bet. Um, But I don't think that like every single thing that happens in your relationship needs to be like a topic of conversation for the group chat it's not necessary yeah I definitely agree I think you know just live your life yeah and realistically speaking if you let every single person in, and this is my question and you can answer but if you let every single person in your life have a relation uh an opinion on your relationship which opinion's actually yours <laughs> I feel like it's almost like another like bigger question is if everyone always has has an opinion on a relationship when do you get to be in the relationship because then all you're getting all of the time is this back and forth about well what about this and then what about this and did he do this or did she do this and 
how do you feel and like how does it work and when you have to like keep explaining over and over and over again I think it actually can be damaging to the relationship in itself you've been talking about Chris for five fucking hours before you even see the actual man because everybody kept like texting you or messaging you about it so by the time you see him you feel like you've been with him the whole day and you're like please get out of my presence and just go go somewhere and be quiet because I'm tired of you and I haven't even seen you yet for sure I I think like I very rarely agree with the things that men do because they're men you know (laughs) I very rarely agree with the things that are that men do, which is very funny because my friends think that I behave like a man. Um, but I don't usually agree. And I don't often like the way that men who, especially men who are like dicks or, you know, did college sports, you know, the, the brand of men that I'm talking about. Is a bit. Yeah. I don't often enjoy like how men refer to their girlfriends when around their friends. But you know what I can understand? You know what I can agree with when men have the argument that our relationship is our relationship it doesn't need to be your friend's relationship I yeah I agree with that like I would hate it if every time me and my partner disagreed he told all of his friends about our shit or decided to let his friends define like what happened next in our relationship you know what I mean like and I can understand like sometimes you and I do this in like my friendships too. Like, for example, if me and V were fighting and I thought V was being mad out of pocket, I might mention it to you to get like um different perspective because then you might be able to tell me, oh night, but you're the person in the wrong here. You know what I mean? But never to the level where it's like you um run all of the decisions you make about your relationship or about your life in general past your friends before you make them you know yeah I definitely think that relationships no matter what dynamic would run a lot more smoothly if we operated with a larger sense of like independence in the sense that not everything needs to be like you don't like your friends do not need to hold your hand through your relationship. Your yeah. parents don't need to hold your hand through I, your relationship. You are an adult. Maybe you shouldn't be in the relationship. Right. You're an adult or maybe not an adult because I guess you could be a child in a relationship. That's a thing. Why like, you know, was, you don't need. I was never a child in a relationship. So I guess I can't speak to that. Like I started dating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you, you know, you when you agree to be in a relationship with someone, I think a part of that quote unquote contract is the idea that unless the situation is like abusive and someone is like really trying to like, like drill it into your head that you are in an unsafe like situation that there really is no need for when every single little problem happens that you need to run off, seek counsel, get an opinion and then run back because and that's kind of of like a socially programmed response as well though because we as a society have told people you know you need to have the what's the word that I want you need to have not the opinions but you need to have the like when everybody agrees with you or like groupthink no it's not groupthink it's um echo chamber 
you need to have the approval of the other people okay. in your life about the actions that you make. And that's a, that's a socially learned behavior. Like, that's a social concept that, honestly, I think needs to go in the fucking bin. <laughs> but, yeah. There we go. So, what have we learned on today's episode? I think we've learned, generally speaking, that the stigma, the stereotype that goes along with polyamory is not necessarily true for all polyamorous relationships. And that the one main takeaway that you can take away from polyamorous relationships and apply to any relationship in your life, even monogamous ones, is the heightened level of communication and honesty with the people that you're with and honest, like honesty with self and your partner about your desires and what it isn't, isn't working for you in a relationship and re- realistically, like what you want to get out of the relationship. And then I think we've also learned that, you know, it's, it's more important to live your life for you um, than it is to live your life by the ideologies of other people. So, you know, do what works for you, like do what floats your boat instead of what you think is right as it relates to what you've seen in the media or what you've taken away from your parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, no one has all the answers. These people can't even do monogamy, right? So don't worry about other people's opinions. If you want to be in a polyamorous relationship, then you should be in one because it's what you deserve. Because eventually we're all gonna die. This is you can't be in a poly- you can't be in a polyamorous relationship when you're dead, girl. You gotta do it while you're living. Yeah. Everybody's like, you know, live life, but you know, we're dying every day. What? You're not and everybody's dying. Right. And everyone tells you to live life, but what they really mean is live by life by the certain rules and expectations that I have laid out for you. And that is false. You should only live your life according to your own expectations, unless it's harmful to yourself or others. Yeah. So I was about to say, don't go out here on a killing spree or anything. Like there's some things that are out of pocket, no matter how you decide you're living your life. But, you know, let's take everything. Exactly. Some common sense. But yeah. So that's it for this episode of Badish Podcast. If you like listening to us, we will be back. Next we will week. be back. Yeah, next week with another episode. We uh, will. Um, this was the second, the the second last episode in the relationship mini series. Um, so the next episode is going to be about cross cultural and interracial relationships. That'll be fun. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a guest on that podcast episode. And um, um, so you guys can tune in for that episode and we have a couple other podcast topics that we're going to cover in the upcoming weeks but we're also always open to hearing what you guys want to hear like if you have any topics that you guys want us to touch okay. on feel free to let us know via any of the social media platforms perfect badish podcast on all social media handles instagram twitter facebook and we'll see y'all next yeah, time. Yeah, we are on Facebook. We are on Facebook, yes. We don't use it, but we're on it. Okay. Anyways, we will, or you guys will hear from us relatively soon. <laughs>